Podcast. I'm your host, JT Bugis, and today we're diving into some women's specific health. Here, we're going to talk about do you need to adjust your training around your cycle? So, this may be a topic that you have heard of before, just generally out there in the ether, aka probably social media, if anything. Um, but manipulating how you train, how you exercise, depending upon what phase of your cycle that you're in. Does this need to be done? We're gonna give give you the deeds. So I'll ask you up front, if you find this show valuable, please share the show, rate the show, let us know how amazing it was, but we're never gonna spam you with ads or any nonsense like that. All we're gonna ask you to do is if you got value from this, please help us grow the show, share it with a friend, share it on social media, tag me, I'd love it, I'd appreciate it. So let's jump in here. So this topic was prompted because a few days I saw another coach posting um, about the effects of the hormonal change of the cycle and that making, structuring your training um, in the different halves of your cycle uh, different. Like, and that maybe being beneficial to do and then this morning, I listened to a podcast uh, called Iron Culture with Eric Helms, um, and they had a PhD researcher on there, and she, I should look up her name now so that I can give some credit where credit is due, but she is doing her PhD studying women's health and the effect on the menstrual cycle. Let's see, her name is Lauren Colenzo Semple. Super smart. But... She went over all of this in more detail. So if you're looking for a really high level um, dive into that, I would check that out. Again, that's Iron Culture that was released, I think, just this morning, uh, Monday, January 23rd. So you can check that out for for a little bit deeper dive into the subject. I'm going to keep it just answering the basic question of do you need to change your cycle around where you are or change? I did that backwards. Change your training around where you are at in your cycle. And so... First, I want to explore what this does sort of look like in terms of if you were to do that, what the popular theme is out there for manipulating your training around your cycle. And so basically, the belief is that with the changes in hormones, which I'm not going to dive too deep into because I'd butcher it, um, but obviously your hormones, your estrogen changes over progesterone, testosterone, all that good stuff changes over the course of your cycle, however long that ends up being for you, 28 days, give or take. And so the belief is that where your hormones sit in the beginning and the follicular phase means that you can handle more, more volume, more intensity, more strength-based work. Um, There's also a belief whether or not it's true, I don't know for sure that like creativity is higher, brain is more plastic, you can handle more challenging workouts like that psychological aspect is there earlier in your cycle too, within that follicular phase. And so typically, you would see people increase their training effort, intensity, volume, whatever it might be in that first half of the cycle. And this type of feeling, feeling like you can do more, recover from more, that you're stronger, can last um, past your ovulation, so a little bit past that midway point, into that luteal phase a little bit. But then 
the belief is that as you enter the luteal phase and then especially as you go into the menstrual phase, this is where you need to sort of pull back on intense activity, whether that is strength training, hit, or maybe long endurance runs, and focus on more recovery. Like let's do yoga, Pilates, long walks instead of long runs. Like, and really just dialing back the intensity because your body doesn't, isn't as good at handling that sort of stress in the second half of your cycle. I think that would be an appropriate way to put it. And so especially you see like deloads happening during the menstrual phase while you're actually having your menstruation. Um, the belief is that then, of course, you you pull way back and, and do a deload, you know, focus on yoga or walks instead of strength training completely um, or just way, way, way pull back on the amount of work that you're doing. And so that's the the general theme of what strength phasing by your menstrual phase would look like. That's kind of the pervasive, the general pervasive belief out there. And now I'm here to tell you the truth. You don't have to do that. Not at all. And I fell into this trap for a little while. I even experimented with it with some of my clients to see if they liked it, if they didn't like it, I would change their programming. Well, I would write out a program for call it six to eight weeks at a time, which is normal for me, for all clients. But each week, it'd basically be it'd basically be like a four week cycle to match up with um, a 28 day cycle, which is inherently problematic because not every woman is exactly 28 days. So that already runs into some challenges. But I would have a follicular phase type workout that was a more focused on power and strength and maybe some playful exercises like Turkish get-ups or, or things that are more creatively challenging. And then I would have different workouts for you know, that week of ovulation where your energy is high. You can take on more strenuous exercise and plyometrics. So I'd focus more on hypertrophy with a little bit of power. And then the luteal phase, I'd dial back the volume a little bit. And we'd focus more on like cardiovascular work, so that aerobic um, type of strength training where you're doing more reps or more tempo. And then the menstrual phase, we would deload. We would focus on rest, recovery, pull back the amount of sets a lot. So I was doing this in that four-week progression, and it's unnecessary. So really, there's there's not a, a good body of evidence to back this up, to back up training around your cycle. And now, that is something that can change because it's only more recently that more and more research is being done on women within the strength training community and focusing just on women, that is a huge problem with research in general, is that it does not focus exclusively on women. In fact, it has done the opposite over the years because of your cycle, because that's harder to account for. And so instead of figuring out how to account for it, researchers just said, by women, we're going to do studies on men and we're going to pretend like that applies to you too, which obviously isn't the case. So there's not a there's not scientific evidence right now to support that. That's not to say that there may not be because that's always possible. But as we stand currently, there is no reason to manipulate your training around your cycle. What this really comes down to is subjectively how do you feel? And this is something you should be paying attention to all the time regardless of where you're at in your cycle, you should be paying attention to that because if your sleep is off, 
you might not want to train as intensely. If you didn't eat as much the day before, you might not want to train as intentionally. If you have massive work or personal life stress, you may not want to train as intensely. And then the opposite is true. If you have a great night of sleep and you were well-fed yesterday, let's fucking go. Like, let's get it. But your subjective feelings are going to carry far more weight. Just because you happen to be to ha- to be having your menstruation this week does not automatically mean that you need a deload. You are not inherently weaker because you're on your menstruation. That's just not a thing. You may feel that way. That may be true for you, but it may not be true for another woman. Well, another woman. And so this is where you see like some women do feel great on their period and they can crush it in the gym and other women really do need to take that deload and take that time for themselves to focus on recovering to conserve that energy because your body is utilizing more energy during that time of course but it's very unique and individual and so this is something that you're going to have to figure out for yourself you're not going to be able to base it on a broad template of training around your cycle you're just going to have to see what feels good for you Because it could also vary month to month. One month you could be feeling like you got hit by a truck while on your period. And the next month you could be like, I'm feeling pretty good. Like, let's go get some normal workouts in. It's going to vary. And so it's going to come down to you being in tune with your body, with how you're feeling, with where your stressors are at, with where your recovery is at, with your sleep and your food and all that stuff. But there is no need to take a templated or structured approach to changing your training around your cycle. It's just not backed by science right now. And so, again, I encourage you to just pay attention to how you feel because you may notice those ups and downs with your energy throughout your cycle. And so it may become a habit for you where you do deload during your menstrual phase. And that may be something that works best for you, but that may also may not be the case. And so maybe you just take deloads on a more consistent, call it four, six or eight week cadence just when you know that physiologically that you need one but you don't need one because you're menstruating you just need one because it's time for a deload that's true for everybody everybody needs deloads so pay attention to what's going to work for you and how you feel because again a a good trainer a good coach is going to be paying attention to those recoverability aspects anyways if i have a client who came in and was like Yo, I just finished a 12-page paper for my PhD. I got two hours of sleep last night. I feel tired as shit. Well, my response as a coach is not going to be like, cool, let's go hit some heavy deadlifts. Like, you ready to jump around a little bit too? We can do all that. Like, hell no. We're going to lift, but we're going to tone it down. We're going to go a little lighter and probably focus on form and just grease the groove maybe we go just go for a freaking walk instead if they're really that hammered like let's go outside and get some sun but you haven't seen some sun since you worked on that 12 page paper like let's just go move because you're hammered right now like your stress is high and so we have those little adjustments day to day week to week that we should be paying attention to anyways because we don't need to pile stress on top of stress on top of stress and just make it impossible to recover from so again get in tune with your body with how you are feeling and how that affects your workouts, and then adjust accordingly as you need and as you see fit. This obviously doesn't mean that you just dog it all the time because you're like, hmm, not feeling like I, I want to get after it today. Like, if you feel good and you know that you ate well and you slept well, like, go push yourself. 
But again, if you like just finished your PhD paper, those 12 pages, and you've been working on it nonstop, and you're pulling your hair out, and you didn't get any sleep, let's maybe consider dialing back. Like that's just something that we should do in general. And so this goes the same for your cycle. Like if you're feeling crappy, then don't get after it in the gym. And if you're feeling pretty good, then go get after it. You may hit some PRs during your menstrual phase as well. You never know. So figure out what works best for you. So again, just to to wrap up this probably somewhat rambling podcast, there's not the scientific evidence currently to support manipulating your training around your cycle. So do what feels best for you. Pay attention to what feels best for you and make those adjustments as you see fit. But by and large, for the most part, you can continue training the same way throughout all days of your cycle, all roughly four-ish weeks of your cycle can look the same. And then you can throw those periodic deloads in there when you physiologically need them. Or if you do happen to be a person where you see some benefit timing that with your menstrual phase, then go for it. Do your deloads around then, but figure out what works for you. This is not you know, a tried and true, this way of training is going to work better for all women. I thought that was true for a while. It is not. It's subjective. It is subjective to you and how you feel that day. So pay attention to that. Make your decisions off of that. Otherwise, your training can remain pretty much consistent and constant. So I hope this helps to clear up a little bit of confusion. It may be a topic that you've heard about before, maybe not, but either way, I hope this is helpful for you guys to learn a little bit more about strength training and how that applies more specifically to you women. And again, let's keep in mind that we may get more research on this in the future that goes in the opposite direction of what I just told you. Maybe. We'll find out at some point, eventually, once we actually get more studies. But if it does... I'll keep you posted and we'll continue to change our recommendations based on the current science. But right now, the science doesn't support changing your training around your cycle. It's going to be just a lot of unnecessary work for you when all you can do is just be like, hmm, how do I feel today? I feel crappy. Let me tone it down. Or I feel great. Let me get after it. That's it. That's all you got to do. So if you do that, you're going to be in good hands, your own hands. So again, I hope you found some value in this podcast if you did do me a favor share the show rate the show all i'm going to do is try and give you guys good applicable information and so if i did that help me out to grow the show by just sharing it i'd appreciate it greatly and we'll be back with more longevity lab podcast next week